What's up, hardcore humans? Welcome to the Hardcore Humanism Podcast. Today we are talking with Sean Long, guitarist and founding member of the metalcore band While She Sleeps. While She Sleeps has been making kick-ass metal music for 15 years, and they have a new album coming out called Sleeps Society. The album includes the track You Are All You Need, a song that Loudwire just raved, quote, is more proof that While She Sleeps are defining the current era of metalcore. And the theme of the song You Are All You Need is actually the topic of my conversation with Sean, which is how we can provide ourselves with the validation we need in our life instead of relying on other people to provide that validation. So what do we mean by validation? Validation refers to the process by which we come to know that our emotions and feelings are understandable, acceptable, or worthwhile in a given context. When we feel validated, we feel more centered and sure of how we feel and who we are. Emotional validation becomes a strong basis for which we build a sense of purpose and work for the life we want. But if we do not receive the validation we need, over time, we start to doubt our sense of our own reality. We become disconnected from who we are and from our purpose in life. In extreme cases, it gets to the point where we feel nullified, like we just don't matter as human beings. Now, at Hardcore Humanism, our goal is to help you apply some of the core principles of humanistic psychology so that you can break through barriers, find your purpose in life, work hard to achieve it, and build a community around you who will support your best and most authentic life. And one of the most important tenets of humanistic psychology is that all people have value and deserve to have their emotions, perspectives, hopes, and dreams validated. And while we want to build a supportive community around us who will hopefully validate our feelings, perspectives, and purpose, we are ultimately not dependent on the validation of others to tell us that our feelings make sense or that we have worth. And it's through this process of validating ourselves that we connect to our emotions and our purpose as we strive to lead an actualized and authentic life. So let's hear what Sean has to say. So, Sean, welcome to the Hardcore Humanism Podcast. How you doing, brother? Doing well. All right, so let's get to it. You have been talking about the concept of how people need validation, and that is something that is better if they could get from themselves. Well, I think one of the main inspirations for everything that comes out of my mouth is that I think us as people need to give ourselves more credit um, in terms of just being a human in general, that's like my bottom line for all of it. And I think, I just think we're humans first and, and then post, you know, then you become an artist, then you become a scientist or a clinical psychologist or a teacher. All of these are post. And I just feel that everyone's always trying to externalize the, the answers. Now, obviously I'm not saying anything such as, you know, do everything yourself. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but this is our experience. We are the authority of our entire experience. And when it comes to things like mental health, that really brings this, like the wonder of life into play into like, what's all this pain about and things like that. So it really, it really hurts me to see that it's hard for people to look internal first before externalizing sometimes. And I just think, I just, I do think we all have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for. I think that's the main, my main inspiration um, for talking about this thing. Obviously I've, I've been through this kind of thing myself in my own specific area of mental health, but those things combined is where I like to open my mouth. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I find particularly difficult about this concept is yeah. that to a certain extent, 
any time that we want something in the world that is beyond where we're at, you know, that's, that's beyond ourselves, it naturally kind of creates this awkwardness. Mm-hmm. It creates this sense of, I don't know, like the, this idea of like, you know, I'm always like kind of reaching. You almost imagine like you could, you could be standing straight up or you could be reaching and you're a little bit off balance. For sure. And I think one of the things that's very difficult for people is how do you keep that center when you're going for these big things in your life? You know, so for example, you know, you guys are in a metal band, right? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, metal music is not necessarily the kind of music that they would just naturally listen to at a coffee shop and say, oh, yes, that that's, that works for me. You know, you guys have to kind of extend yourself beyond what you were doing and what other people might necessarily be into at a given moment. And that kind of creates a little bit of an awkward situation at times. Yeah. Well, I think that awkward stretch that you're talking about, what I get from that is, in school and in education and things like that, we're always reaching. We've been taught to keep stepping forward and keep reaching, which is obviously a great thing. But it's very embedded in the way that we look at life to we're always needing to reach. And once this is acquired, we enjoy a little bit of joy and then it seems to dither away. And then we're on to the next thing, which I've experienced in my life right now. I'm no big famous rock star by any means, but I've tasted enough um, fame and money to understand that my answers aren't there. So I've kind of learned a few life lessons in that aspect. So I don't think there's no issue with striving forward for anything in life. But what I've started to realize is that as I'm getting older, I'm seeing that less and less of the things that I need are, are out there in the world. You know what I mean? I'm starting to see more and more. It's my immediate surrounding and the way that the way that my internals feel on a day-to-day basis and how I interact with people rather than, and this is also not saying things like don't chase your dreams because I love my job and I love what I do, but where it's changing for me on an internal level is I'm not placing all of my eggs in one basket out there. I kind of like, we're still striving to do bigger shows and, you know, make more money and be more successful and stuff like that because that's, you've got to play the game of life, but I'm now becoming more aware that my answers to the human problem aren't through those roots, if that makes sense to what you were saying in any way? Yeah. One of the things that I try to talk about with people when I'm working with them is that the the goals to a certain extent or the aspirations can set the, you know, the, the sort of verticals, if you will, of the yeah. things that you want to do in your life. They're the expressions of who you are as a person, but Ultimately, the success has to just be an indicator like, yes, I'm moving in the right direction. Or no, I'm not going in the right direction. But the, the ultimate gratification has to come from the process, because if the process of, you know, making records, of playing shows, of, you know, having the camaraderie in the band is yeah. not gratifying for you. I mean, you know, look, it's it, it, there are a lot of people who do work where it's not gratifying for them and they make it work, but it would be better somehow if you were focused on that process. That's what I mean. I think it's about, because like you're saying, the the camaraderie of it and all this stuff is great with any aspect of life, any area that you pursue in, we like these, um, these bits of pleasure that come with it. That's what life's about. But I'm just starting to see that the scraps of pleasure don't last too long. So then my attention is starting to come more inward not for so much gratification, but a little bit more understanding that um, 
these fleeting joys are apparent wherever I go. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's just, I've just been craving an awesome meal, that's a craving and like a goal. Then you get it, you enjoy the experience, but then it dwindles away and then you're full or whatever, but that's a small scale version. And I'm starting to see that that happens in a lot of big aspects in our life as well. Like it's none of it's a bad thing. Like I don't, I think you, obviously we need goals and all that we need to, I'm going through a transformation myself because I'm realizing this now. So you have to go through all the motions and I'm always going to strive to do better in my life and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm just getting a little bit more of a wake up call to the understanding that it's not so far away all the time. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's why, I think, I don't know if it's a true quote. I think Jim Carrey said it. He's like, he wished that everyone would get rich and famous to realize that that's not where the answers are. And I'm starting to feel that myself, but that does not mean I don't fucking love my job and I don't, I love it. Like, I love being a cool guitarist and putting on that show. Do you know what I mean? But I like, there's some grounding that's um, coming within me now that goes with it. I like to put on a show, but then I, I also like to realize that my, my answer's not there too. I don't, I don't know if I'm making sense in that way, but. No, no. I think, you know, what might be good to break down is let's talk about one situation where you found yourself looking outward yeah. for validation. And what, what either worked or didn't work about that, you know, let's, let's start there so that people have a sense of when you're talking about that process for you, like what, what occurred? I don't think it's a specific moment. It's more of, especially in a band, it's very an upward trajectory. If that's the right word, I don't know if I'm saying it, but it's very an upward thing. You're always going forward. When is the next bigger show? You want to do a bigger show. You want to do a better album. You want to chart bigger. You want to make more money. You want better gear. It's always going up like this. So my entire life has been this climb and I've actually, I've reached all the milestones I ever dreamed of. Every single thing I've, I've reached, I'm literally sat in a studio we've just built. This was a huge dream of mine. And I, I take these things. I don't take these things lightly because I like to sit with so much gratitude that these things have happened. But yeah, it's, there's never really specific moment. It's multiple milestones that you hit that slowly create the, the realization that it's okay to have fun in the world wherever you'd like to play because that's that's what it's about but don't identify too heavily with everything that what you're doing so for example if my band got taken away would it destroy me as a person i'm working towards the fact that it wouldn't but maybe at this moment moment now i think my ego and everything's so wrapped up in it i think it would damage me because i'm so identified with it but i think there's some something in me that i'd really like to get to a point where I can play with all sorts of things and I can kind of stay grounded in myself. Yeah. And, you know, as an example, like taking, taking this situation, you know, something that I would say to people is if, if I were, if I were just like, you know, basically like I could plant in someone's head, right. I would say like, okay, so your interest, your ambitions all point in the direction of a sense of purpose as a guitarist, maybe specifically as a metal guitarist. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, but the idea, I guess that I would say to someone is, so you can own and control the idea that this is my purpose. This is my craft. Yeah. And I'm going to do this forever. It can never be taken away from me. Now, what vehicle I use to express that and how it's received is a, is a little bit beyond my control. Like I'm always going to be looking for the, the best vehicle. I'm always going to be trying to write the best music, the, the music that I guess, you know, if it matters to you as, as many people would like, 
I'll play as many shows as I can. But at the end of the day, it's my purpose and I control that, that process. Then, then you're grounded, you know, whereas if you define yourself based on the size of the stadium or the, the venue that you play, then, then you're a little bit in trouble. There you go. And there's that off balance. I think that makes perfect sense to anyone. I mean, it's like, do you need to arrive at the stadium to get the, the joy that you're looking for? Everyone knows this now. I mean, the quote, oh, those were the good old days. Okay. Everyone knows that quote, but you, everyone forgets that we're fucking sat in the good old days right now. This is the good old days. So it's nothing about like, don't look to the future. No, but make sure that you're not you're going to let yourself down if you don't reach this specific stadium, for example, in my aspect. Or if you don't reach that, then the joy won't come. No, you need to remember to stay grounded along the way because this is what you've been working for. Your intention with your art or whatever it is you're pursuing in your life, your intention at the very moment um, is the important thing. And everyone's going to, anyone will tell you that who's, who's lived a few years, you know, I mean, I've done some, been through the motions of life. They were going to tell you that. And even my even simple things that my grandma would tell me it's just like she's like I know it's simple but enjoy your life because it goes so quick I'm only 30 now and fuck me dude it's going so quick now so I'm starting to understand what just these simple things that people have been telling me all my life mean now yeah and and what you see in a lot of different areas like I'm thinking of two stories right now you know one story was where Henry Rollins was talking about how there was a black flag show and one person showed up. Right. And if I'm remembering the story correctly, I think it was Chuck Dukowski said to him, that's one person that came to see Black Flag and, and we have to give them Black Flag. Yeah. And they, they played, you know, they, they played their hearts out, you know, as, it, as Black Flag does. And there was a similar story where, if I'm, if I'm getting this correctly, is that the University of Alabama football coach who's apparently been very successful, never talks to the team about the scores, the scoreboard. You know, it's like he, he approaches like the execution of the plays, whether it's a tight game or whether or not they're up by, you know, 40 points. And that, that there's a similarity across some of these successful people, which is that by just focusing on the process, by getting really into what your purpose is to be there. You know, we're black flag and we're here to absolutely like, you know, destroy the place. Yep. You both get more out of it, but then probably you're more successful anyway. That's, I think that's a, a paradox and an ironic thing with, with these things that you're talking about. We've had a similar experience. We did our first headline in uh, USA and we did a sh um, our first ever headline in Iowa and we sold six pre-sales, six. Um, and we went through the exact same thing, dude. And let me tell you, bro, it was one of the funniest shows we fucking ever played in our lives. And like, that's where you can get lost. You can get lost in it. You, we could have easily spat our dummy out and been like, fuck this shit. We're not even playing. It's embarrassing for a band at our level. And, but it's, what is it about? Do you know what I mean, like without sounding cheesy, it's about this moment. And I think that's what we all struggle with. And rightly so. I think that, like I was saying, we've been brought up to always look ahead. We've not been brought up to be present and be in this moment. This is, it's not new information, but it's, it's not, it's only just becoming mainstream as far as I'm concerned. Like in, in, when I was in school, I weren't being taught to bask in your, your gratitude and your life as it is. It's always about going forward, which again, there's a place for that. But I think that's why, 
like you were saying about black flag and stuff, these are great life lessons to, to ask yourself what's really important in this moment. Do you know what I mean? And the thing with the players, I think that's a really cool thing. It's almost like, why would we be talking about the money and the numbers um, about people coming to a show? I know for a fact, the reason I do this music shit is because like you were talking about a vehicle, I just have a vehicle with my guitar without, again, like without sounding cheesy, but I, there's something that comes out me, which I really enjoy. And that's where I get my meaning in life because I don't have many, I'm not very good with words. I only have a few words, but something I feel like I can express what I'm thinking comes out of my guitar and that's the purpose. It's not how many fucking, how many cars I can buy. It's just common sense to me now. It's like, what do you enjoy in that moment, which makes your life meaningful or have meaning for yourself? You don't have to contribute and save the world. I think that comes within first, like find your meaning in your immediate surrounding first, I think. And I think, in school, I think for me and especially my close friends, which I'm still friends with now, this is the guys who formed the band. We're still together now. It's 15 years later. Through school, we didn't like authority in school. I don't think anyone does, but we really had that fuck you attitude where everything we seemed to do in school was definitely wrong. We was the people that was doing it wrong. And we was kind of in the middle. We got a little bit, of, we got bullied a little bit, but not too much. And we were just these little misfits that were always getting in trouble, but we didn't really mean to be in trouble. And so I think that definitely sprung a little bit of that rebel against quote unquote the system very young in my life. For one example, which is so weird, I actually posted this on my story last night. Nine years ago, uh, we signed to Sony and I posted this status and it said, this one's to my form teacher, which is like the head of your school. I said, fuck you for telling me and Matt to stop tapping on the desks and stop talking about our band. So this is in secondary school. I would get in so much trouble for tapping because I'd always try and find a really good drum kit with like a good snare on the desk and like a good kick on the floor. And we'd always get in trouble for talking about our band. And we, she literally said to us specifically that it will never do well, stop talking about it kind of thing like that. So those moments where people, especially when people say no, it really fires something up in me. And it did at a young age, you know, like as I've got a bit older, it happens less and less because I have more confidence in myself. But when you're really young and you're inspired to do something and then someone tells you it's stupid or it's ridiculous, man, I mean, I'd go as far as to say them, then that's where the flame come from, man. I'm, something grows within you. You're like, well, let watch me. I know it's going to work. Or like, watch me show you how, how much I can feel this inside. And then when I look at my life now, I'm like, I'm in a full, successful, full-time international worldwide band. And I look back at those comments and I'm like, it's wild, man. It's really wild. We kind of get taught at an early age that being authentic and being kind of different, if you will, yeah. is just no good. What is considered healthy, quote unquote, yeah. is making sure that you meet other people's expectations. And in retrospect, I mean, I, I get it to a degree. I'm not a, a full-time educator, so I don't, I don't know all the nuances of it. But, but I, I do think that's kind of a dangerous system if you will well i think you know back to getting knocked down i think the biggest laugh of life the biggest game of life is that that is that is how it goes you do need to be knocked down you do need to be said no and i think your integrity builds as a person as you do you want to continue being honest with with yourself after everyone around you is saying what you're trying to do is wrong how how honest will you be with yourself or are you going to lean and you're going to go go do what everyone else is doing because you feel uncomfortable going against the grain. 
I think that's what happens maybe even on a, a very subconscious level because you don't know it's happening. I was obviously not aware I was standing for, standing up for myself. I just kept doing it because I loved doing it. And I think those things build character. And when we get into the mental health side of things, that's for me is, like I say, it's just this big irony of life. It is what it is. And it's things are painful and they can be very painful. But the fruits and what they can bring from it can be very, very valuable. And it's always in retrospect when you start to realize and look back and you go, wow, wow, this was, that was because of that. And something to be said about those experiences for sure. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that's always been interesting to me is that, you know, with, with humanistic psychology, humanistic therapy was always about saying, look, our job, at least as therapists, is to clear the way for people to be able to be who they are. Yeah. You know, that's the goal. Like it's not to modify necessarily who they are. You know, like you say, you don't write the song, you discover the song. Sure. You know, so the idea here is that is to discover the person, if you will. And what's always been very interesting to me is that artists like yourself almost universally have had to have gone through that process, right? Yeah. They had to have gone through that process because it's very rare that especially if you're talking about genres like metal or hip hop or, or hardcore, you know, punk, anything like that, that everybody at a young age is being like, Hey, great. I, I want you to, I want you to be a metal musician. Yeah. You know, I love that Iron Maiden jacket yeah. that you have. So for, for me, one of the things that's been so interesting is when I listen to people's stories, what I would love is for people to then say, okay, so you accept them now when they're successful. Yeah. which is great. It's better than it was before because it's not always been that successful hip hop or punk or metal artists or whomever were, were accepted to some degree. But now let's go back to yeah. before they were successful. Can, yeah. we, can, we, can we learn how to clear the way for those kids that you know, didn't necessarily like fit right into the narrow band that you had for them and, and recognize back then that there's the potential, you know, if you see Sean as a kid, you think like, hey, maybe there's a there's a while she sleeps down the road, and let's nurture that. You know, yeah, I think both parties, in retrospect, can learn a lot about themselves when you look back, because there was obviously the people that was against it, and I think metal music and heavy music, especially when I was a kid, is a good example because you are the minority. Maybe not so much these days. Maybe it's you know it's even and out now. But when I was a kid, we were the minority, and you will get bullied for that for sure. So yeah, I think the people that would be very against it back then, right now, obviously their mind may have been open, right? You know what I mean? So I think that's the joy of life. And yeah, can we come to an understanding that those moments in our lives are necessary for human growth in general, for the psychologist to understand or to help us out in the future? So it's a strange one because if we use heavy music and no metal band when I was a kid as just a translation to anything that goes against the grain, so let's use that as an example, because I'm sure there's other grains to go against, but that was just mine in particular. What I would say is you have to, um, there is a resilience that has to come within you as you're growing up, because like I was saying, like how honest and how much do you enjoy this thing that you're doing and how many no's and embarrassments and people being awfully mean to you, how much can that can you take? Because what I've realized is if you stick with what you're doing, what you like to do, what inspires you, the world and the universe over time will turn around and meet you. It will meet you. So don't, what people try tend to do is they will get knocked down. They say no. And they go, fuck, well, that was wrong. What's the rest of the world doing that is validated? So I'll go ahead and do that. 
And in my personal opinion, this is not fact, I think it can be more polluting to pursue something just because you think you should and it's good or you ought to do it is more polluting than not doing anything at all. For example, with changing the world, like don't go and change the world just because everyone says it's a good thing to do it. Do things that you resonate with honestly, truly. That's how you make a difference. You know, getting back to the dangers of the external validation is, again, you know, what it does is if you need the external validation as a sign of your worth, yeah. then by definition, you're going to do everything you can to just get the external validation or ignore anything that yeah. doesn't seem validating. Right. Yeah. And what that does to a certain extent is it disrupts the very process that you're talking about, which is if it's about internal validation, yeah. it's about my own internal process. Well, I, I would want to learn. Yeah. I would want to get feedback. Like if I'm if if I love playing guitar and that's never going to be taken away from me, yeah. Well, then someone walking by me, like, hey, that was a that was a cool, that was a cool riff. What was that? Like that's that helps me. Because hey, why like why wouldn't I want that? It lets it lets me consider it. Or oh, that you know that I, I'm not into that as much. You don't have to. You don't have to be knocked down by that. You don't even have to consider it. But it's like oh, well, that's that's kind of interesting. I hadn't I hadn't considered that before. Yeah, man. You know? I think it's useful. Like um, the validation's great. You have to. You can't lie to yourself. I'm not going to lie to myself and say I don't like the the attention sometimes, or I don't like being this cool guitarist and getting compliments. People telling me that I'm their favorite guitarist and. And the best they've ever heard and all this all this stuff i love it you can't deny that but there needs to be a level of awareness to not be um polluted by that to know that that's where my happiness is coming from it's not it's coming from your your dedication the hard work of your love internally from the beginning but obviously because validation is something that we all seek from a young age when you start to get it with things like fame you get very quickly blinded to be like, this is fucking amazing. Because when it, especially for us, when we started signing deals and winning awards and traveling the world and it gets very fucking exciting, dude. And it, yeah, you slip into that world of you need the validation. But I think like you were saying, both are useful. Validation's great. And uh, negative, uh, negative validation is also useful. They're both to be used and there's a place for both, but they need to be all witnessed from a place within yourself and don't get attached to either so much and you be your own ground. Dude, listen, we got to, unfortunately, it sucks. We got to stop. But I honestly, this was so great talking with you. I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm very psyched for your success. And so I hope, especially once the world opens up again, uh, get to see you guys live and hope we get a chance to talk again. Yeah, me too. I've really enjoyed it, man. I love talking about this kind of stuff and I appreciate you having me on. And yeah, it, as soon as we come to the US, man, uh, I'll stick you on the guest list. No problem. Absolutely, man. So listen, talk soon. Nice, brother. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Sean Long of the band While She Sleeps talking about the concept of validation, particularly how we can look inward so that we can validate ourselves rather than having to rely on other people for validation. Now, there's a lot to take away from the conversation with Sean, but one thing I want to touch on is how Sean and the band responded when they had a show that had far fewer people in it than they had anticipated. He was able to validate the feeling of being disappointed. It's natural as you're building your career in music to want as many people as possible at a show. It's a clear sign of external validation that your hopes, dreams, and purpose resonates with others. In this case, Sean's purpose is to be a musician, and if fans connect with his music, it will of course be validating. But while it's always gratifying to get that validation, 
It's often how we connect to our purpose in the absence of that external validation that really propels us forward. And Sean talked about how he was able to connect to his music in that moment and just concentrate on playing the best show he could, regardless of how many people were there. So take the external validation when it comes. Allow yourself to feel good about it. And always do your best to build a community that supports you. But always remember that your purpose is your own. It can neither be fully validated by others, nor can it ever be taken away. Connect to yourself, your purpose, and how you want to work hard to build the life you want, no matter who is in your corner at any given point. Give yourself that internal validation you need to build the life you want. I want to thank my wife and Hardcore Humanism co-founder, Island Booman, for producing this podcast, and my brothers in Odd Zero for letting us use Odd Zero music. If you like what you hear in the podcast, go to our website and sign up for our weekly newsletter. And if you'd like to take the next step and make change in your life, check out the Hardcore Humanism Therapy and Coaching Program at HardcoreHumanism.com. So get at it, Hardcore Humans. See you next time. 